This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 260 with Jill Angie from Not Your Average Runner. Show notes for this episode, including all links mentioned in the episode and any discount codes from our sponsors can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 260. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Oh my gosh, mamas. Before we get started on today's interview, I have an announcement. The Shameless Mom Momentum Mamas is open for registration. I am so, so excited. This has been in the works for a while now. And there's a number of you who joined my early wait list to get information on this program and get on the wait list to get early registration information. So 30 Shameless Moms are already enrolled, actually more than 30 a few days ago, it was 30 moms. By now, it's probably a few more than that. So over 30 of you are already enrolled to be Momentum Mamas and to build momentum in all different areas of your life. And this week only, so if you're listening in live time in the week, in, in the week of August 20th, 2018, this week only, I have registration open for the whole week with special pricing, with special bonuses to join the Momentum Mamas and really spend some time focusing on you and focusing on creating a more powerful, purposeful and productive and positive life for yourself over the next 12 months. It is going to be amazing. So if you're looking to cultivate more confidence and courage, if you're looking to pursue different passions, new passions, maybe figure out what the heck your passions even are. If you're looking to implement healthier habits and routines, or maybe build better boundaries in your relationships, 
or maybe adopt more of an abundance mindset around time, money, energy, or maybe you just want to make some new mama friends and connect with like-minded moms. This has been a huge topic in our private Facebook group our free group. So many comments about building friendships with moms recently and so many conversations about what a struggle it is. The Momentum Mamas is a place where you will be able to forge these relationships, cultivate relationships, and really connect with other like-minded mamas, which I know can be such a challenge. When you join the Momentum Mamas, you're going to get access to weekly group coaching calls every Monday with me. You're going to get access to our book club. You're going to get access to our monthly happy hours. All of this will be happening virtually, so it's all going to happen via our Facebook group and via Zoom video conferencing, both of which are free applications, so all you need is a Wi-Fi connection to use those two applications. It's going to be so, so life-giving and life-changing for you to be a part of the Momentum Mamas. So if you are looking to change something in your life, to improve something in your life, to build momentum in any area of your life, please pop over right now, like hit pause and pop over to shamelessmom.com forward slash momentum. And you will get all the details. You can watch a little video from me. You can read everything about the program. You can see how the pricing is set up. You can see everything about what you're going to get with the program, all the benefits you're going to get and how your life will be changed. You can read testimonials from other mamas who have done programs with me in the past. Literally everything you need is right over there. So again, push pause right now and go over to shamelessmom.com forward slash momentum to check out the Shameless Mom Momentum Mamas. And again, remember that special pricing is just through this week. So make sure you join now. Okay. And now we're going to dive in to a really special interview. You ready? Buckle up. Here we go. Jill Angie is the founder of Not Your Average Runner. She's also the host of the podcast by the same name. She's a certified running coach and a master certified life coach who wants to live in a world where everyone is free to feel fit and fabulous at any size. She started Not Your Average Runner, the movement in 2013 to show that runners come in all shapes, sizes, and speeds. And since then, she has assembled a global community of revolutionaries that are taking the running world by storm. Jill and I dig into all things running and body positivity here. So this conversation is really fun, really high energy, and I know you're going to get a lot out of it. From the moment we hit record, we were kind of on fire. Jill and I both firmly believe that you are already 100% perfect as is, and that you can be a runner at any size or any speed. We also both firmly believe that you will find more power in all areas of your life if you start running. If you've been looking for the inspiration to get yourself moving, this is it. Promise. Listen in to hear Jill share why she walked away from her marriage to be more authentic in her life. How getting half naked in the middle of Brooklyn impacted and improved her body image. Why running equals freedom and power at any size or any pace. How to overcome self-doubt and get yourself out the door for the first time. How to become a rebel runner. Hint, you probably already are one and your options for the best plus size running bra. Because that was the most popular question I had when I surveyed you all to see what you might want to know from Jill and what you might want to learn from her. So this was such a fun conversation. You might like beware. You might want to become a runner after this if you aren't already. And this is also really great for any of you who are like, oh, but I'm not really a runner because I'm slow or I can't go very far. That's all wrong and in your head. And that's self-limiting talk. And Jill and I are going to help you overcome that today. So I cannot wait to dive in with Jill Angie. Jill Angie, welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I am so excited to start this conversation. Same here. Thanks for having me. This is going to be fun. And I want to tell everyone, if this conversation is 
interesting to you, which it will be for sure. Also, I want to point everyone to the other episode I did with Beth Baker, because I did a running episode with her as well. And I know that you and Beth are connected in terms of just being amazing, badass running coaches. I love Beth. That's awesome. I love that you're interviewing both of us. That's amazing. Yes. So I did an interview with her a couple months ago and you guys have so many similarities, but you specialize in helping plus size women run. And I love that this is your niche. And I love that it's something that I know that you built a huge community around it. And I'm so excited to kind of talk more about all the things that you're doing with women. Cause I think that running is such a game changer, but sometimes we think that it's not for us when maybe it could be. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yes. Okay. So before we dive into all that, I want you to tell us a little bit more about the dynamics of your personal and professional life beyond your bio and what you're most excited about right now. Oh gosh, this is a good one. So I'm excited about everything because I'm just one of those people. <laughs> it's just oh, like everything so- is exciting. <laughs> all the time. (laughs) Right. But I think right now, you know, in my life, there's two like main things that I'm excited about. The very first is just over this past summer, I've created a kind of a whole new type of coaching that combines running and life coaching and destination retreats into one glorious year of total badassery. And like, I'm just so excited to see what the next year holds for the clients that are joining that group. And and I know this probably sounds like shameless self-promotion, but like, I am really so excited because it's something that's never been done before. And I feel yes. like, you know, I'm just sort of breaking new ground in the world, <laughs> creating something that didn't exist before. So I'm super excited about that. And then I guess, so that's like professionally, that's what I'm super excited about. And then personally, this is kind of a big deal. I don't really talk about this too much on my own podcast or, you know, in my own social media, but I've made a major life shift <laughs> in the past 18 months. And So as I was approaching my 50th birthday, I kind of realized I no longer wanted to stay in my 12-year marriage, and I made the decision to walk away from it and to just walk away from everything and not take anything from that relationship, just myself (laughs) and, you know, my possessions and just kind of, I walked and it wasn't abusive. It's very, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Amicable. Thank you. It was a very amicable split and it's all been fine. But what I realized was I wasn't being my authentic self. I couldn't be my authentic self with my family, with my friends, in my business when I was pretending that my relationship and personal life were fine when they weren't. And I was really unhappy. I was very ashamed of not having this perfect life and this perfect relationship. And I decided like, I'm not going to turn 50 and still be living this sham. (laughs) So I kind of had to take control and create the life I wanted on purpose instead of pretending. And I mean, it was like, it was hella scary. (laughs) I will tell you. Yeah. Very comfortable, easy life. And I knew that like walking away from that was going to be a big unknown. And I was like, I don't know if I can make it on my own, running a business, supporting myself, doing all this stuff. And then the past year, like has just really been one of very intense personal change and growth. But here's what's the best part about all of it is that the more authentic I am, the more real and honest I am with myself, with my clients, with my friends and family, like the bigger my life grows and the more my business grows. So I I know it was the right decision, but it was, it was scary. And I think all of it was like, oh my God, I'm going to be 50 and like, damn, do I really want to be don't want to spend another 10 years like living this lie or do I want to really like step up and do what I was meant to do? So that's what I'm most excited about. Oh my gosh. Everything is exciting to me at this point. So many good things there. Oh, so, okay. We have to unpack this a little because (laughs) (laughs) we could just do a whole episode on just what you just talked about, but (laughs) 
I want to back up because I met you just a few months ago and I did not know that you about, I think I knew that you had been previously married, but I don't think I knew that that was a recent change. And I've gotten to see you grow in business in the last few months, which has been really, really cool to see. And I didn't know that it was in conjunction with you, like building this whole new life. And so, I mean, the amount of courage that it takes to walk away and start over, I think is huge. And the amount of courage it takes to build the business around something that you really love, also huge. (laughs) (laughs) So these are like really, really impactful things. And I think that it's interesting that they're happening simultaneously. Like that's definitely not by coincidence. That is Mm -hmm. by design for sure. And I think that that's so, so powerful. And I think that when you walk away from the things that are no longer serving you, even if it's not, like you said, it wasn't anything horrible or abusive, but when you walk away from the thing that's no longer serving you, you create space for your future and you create space for the things that you really want. And then you can grow and cultivate those and curate those kinds of things, whatever they may be. And I've seen you doing that in your business. And I remember we were together in North Carolina for a retreat. And I remember listening to you talk about what you were doing, which we'll get into in a minute here with developing your running business. And I was like, jealous. I was like, oh my gosh, why am I not doing this? Why did I not become a running coach? (laughs) Because I really relate to the kind of joy and power you bring to your clientele because I've been in the fitness industry for so many years being a gym owner. And I think what you're doing is so, so exciting. And it's the kind of thing that like, yes, it's going to serve your people really, really well. And they're going to get amazing results and have amazing life-changing experiences when they work with you. But also how life-giving that is for you is so transformative. I think that's really cool. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a wild ride, but a really good one. (laughs) Yes. I love it. And okay. And I have to throw in another really exciting thing in your life that I have gotten to see because this is on social media is that you have a new ish boyfriend and he just did his first 5k, which you documented on Facebook live. (laughs) And I was dying because the two of you were so cute. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to like be at the finish line. I want to be there cheering for him because it's so fun to watch someone do their first race and to be a cheerleader for anyone. And I'm the person who cries at like any finish line for anything. And I was like, I just want to be there like crying for Jill's boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) And he was so damn happy. It's and here's what's so funny is I coach women and I've had men come to me and say, hey, would you coach me? And I'm like, you know what? No, because like, you're amazing. I love guys, but I like, I really feel like I connect better with women. But so I never offered to coach him. He just, you know, was like, read my Facebook posts, he read my books and all that stuff. And just kind of decided he and and of course, I made him go running with me that fateful day in January. But like, he was sort of on the DL about all of it. Like, <laughs> like, he pretended like he was not enjoying it. And then one day I was like, oh my God, he's totally into it. And now he's obsessed with it. And it's just been so fun to watch him like, and he's a lot younger than me too. I should clarify that. He's like 14 years younger than me. And so nice. Well done. (laughs) I know. Right. Like I, I'm like, when I said I overhauled my life, I overhauled all of it. (laughs) But like, it's interesting because I get to see running through the eyes of somebody who's in their thirties And it kind of brings back all the memories of like what it was like for me at that age when I was really like I started running probably in my late 20s. And then by the time I was Andy's age, I was starting to evolve into somebody who is less concerned about my speed and less concerned about looking a certain way and more concerned about 
how it felt and what could I do with this thing. And so I'm watching him go through the same journey and it's just really fun. Oh, also, so he cute. looks really cute. He's adorable. <laughs> he is super He dressed cute. like the Hulk because it was a superhero run and I'm just like, it's the best. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. He, it was amazing. I was so excited when you had it up on Facebook Live. So. <laughs> Okay, so you actually kind of talked a little bit about this already, but I want to dive into your professional mission and why do you do what you do and why does it matter? Like, I think it's so significant and I think it's coming at a time. Well, I'm going to let you go into it. I love what you're doing and I want you to share it with everyone <laughs> and then I'll share it with everyone. <laughs> okay, I love this. This is perfect. And I actually kind of, so about a year ago, I sort of set a goal for myself that I wanted to help like a million women get yes. up and running. Yeah. And, but I'm specifically, I love working with overweight women and especially overweight women in midlife. A lot of times women who are, you know, maybe their kids are, in high school or they're leaving the nest and they're kind of in this sort of identity crisis of like, all right, I've just spent my whole life serving everyone else in my life. I haven't really taken that great care of myself. I'm overweight. I'm out of shape. I don't feel that good about myself. And now my reason for living, my kids are leaving the nest. And now what do I do? And so I work with a lot of women that are sort of in that place because like, it's not just about the running. Like they want to start running because they think, that it's going to make them feel a certain way. It's going to make them feel better about themselves. They think it might help them lose weight, get more fit. And that's all part of it. But like what really happens is they start running and they, it starts to sort of build their confidence. They're like, mm -hmm. Hey, wait a minute. If I could do this, maybe there are other things I can do. And then, you know, I'm a life coach as well. So I use life coaching principles along with, you know, the run coaching to help women really like let those feelings spread throughout their whole lives and decide like what kind of meaning they want to give their lives. And it's just really amazing. Like some of the women that I've coached and just watching them go from somebody who's like, I can only run for 30 seconds. I'm not a real runner and all the negative things that they say about themselves to finishing their first marathon. <laughs> Right. And, and just being like, damn, I just did that. And realizing that like they're all their beliefs about themselves their whole life, that they're upending them and creating a whole new belief system for themselves on purpose. It's right. so fun. Yes. And I think that you give women permission to run at any size or shape or ability. And I think that that is something that we don't give ourselves permission for that we think and this happened to me all the time when I owned my gym, which was a boot camp for women. And people would say like, well, as soon as I lose 30 pounds or when I'm strong mm -hmm. enough or when I can actually do the workout, then I'll come in. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving you permission now. Like come in. You are already amazing. You are already way stronger and more capable than you could possibly imagine let me show you. And I think that that's what you're doing is you're giving women permission yeah. to just start running now. You don't need to lose 30 pounds to start running. You can just start running now. And it, you don't have to run a 10 minute mile to be considered a runner. You could run like a 17 minute mile and still be considered a runner. Exactly. And I think that that's so important. So valuable. Yeah. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And they're specifically designed to combat 
chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listener can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, it's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. Yeah, it is true. And I would say that, like, that's that's the way you just said that is right. I just basically give them permission to run however they want to run. Right. <laughs> It's just right. like, let's just do that instead of worrying about having to lose 30 pounds or having to run a certain pace or whatever. Like, let's just decide that however we're going to do it is perfect and then yeah. just do it. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Perfect as is. This was always my dilemma when I was helping women with weight loss programs. And it's why I didn't want to do it anymore is because mm -hmm. I wanted women to see themselves as perfect as is. And then if like they wanted to change things or like work on a goal of getting stronger or losing 20 pounds or whatever, like they could, but it seemed like that's never the place that they started. They never started from a place of like, I'm already awesome and I'm going to work on these things. It was always like, well, I'm really bad at this and I can't control my eating at night and I've gained 30 pounds this year. So it was always like, everything was a punishment. And yeah. so I think that it really needs to come from a place of like, 
I'm strong, I'm powerful, I'm capable, and therefore I'm going to train for my first 5K, or therefore I'm going to show up at the gym, or therefore I'm going to feel my body in a way that feels really good, but not as a punishment because I gained weight, I need to go torture myself with like training for a half marathon. Right, right. Yeah, it's because it's never going to (laughs) work. Right. Like like you're never going to finish the training. You're going to be miserable the whole time. Or if you do finish the training, you're going to be pissed at yourself on race day because it took you three hours instead of two hours and 47 minutes or whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and I've been in that exact scenario myself. Like the first half marathon I did was one of the most transformative experiences of my life. And then every half marathon I did after that for many years really sucked because I felt like I had to get faster every single race. And so all I did, like, I literally just beat myself up in every race, like the whole time I'd be running and just thinking like, am I going to make it? Am I going to do it? Like, and it was torture. And I was like, why doesn't it ever feel as good as that first race? And I was like, oh, because like literally probably four or five years later after running maybe 18 half marathons. And I was like, oh, well, it doesn't ever feel as good as that first race because the first race, there was no expectations. The first race was just like, you're amazing for doing this. And then after that, I went into this very critical place of it always has to be faster and it always has to whatever. I have had all these criteria and stipulations on like what my success as a runner should look like. And then it really, really stopped being fun. And so I had to take a break. All the joy. (laughs) All the joy. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. So I want to know what your running journey has looked like and how did running turn into your career? This is a long story, so I'll try to make it as short as possible. (laughs) (laughs) I started running in my late 20s to punish myself for not being thin. Me too. (laughs) Right? It was like, you're not thin, so you should probably do something that only thin people do in an effort to get thin and then beat yourself up when you're not good at it. And running burns a lot of calories. (laughs) That's the right right thing. And here's the thing, like the whole concept of like, oh yeah, you can run to lose weight. It's a big freaking lie. It's like, it never works because what happens is you know, we run, we think we're going to like, we're burning all these calories and then we get really hungry and then we so eat back twice as much, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, so oh, hungry. I get to eat a cupcake because I just ran a mile. It's like, no, it's not how it works. Right. <laughs> it's like, totally. but anyway, I started running because I wanted to lose weight and I don't know. I don't know what happened, but I kept like doing it and like banging my head against the wall. And then one day I started, I didn't tell anybody I was doing it. And so I started running at night <laughs> after dark in my neighborhood and I would just try and run laps around my block. And it was probably, you know, all the way around my block was maybe a half mile. And so I would like run for 30 seconds and then walk for 30 seconds. And I would try to do that. And then somewhere along the line, I was like, okay, I'm not really getting any better at this, but I'm starting to like it. I started to enjoy it. And I trained for a 5k and somehow I got myself to run the whole thing without stopping. And I wasn't even last, which blows my mind. But I was also like 29, so (laughs) it probably had something to do with it. Yeah, but I started to see that like running could be more than just a way to burn calories. And so I started using it more as, I guess, therapy to just like feel good about myself. And one day this, this woman came up to me at work. She came up, you know, caught me in the hallway and just pulled me aside. And she's like, whispered in my ear. She's like, I know what you're doing. And I'm like, oh my God, what? Like, she's like. I know you're training for a 5k. And I just want to say that like, you are so inspirational to me. And I like, my jaw dropped. I was like, me? (laughs) That's amazing. Fat me running like a 17 minute mile, like I'm inspirational to you. And like, just that little bit, like knowing that somebody else was watching and that I didn't have to hide what I was doing, because 
I was embarrassed about it, I could actually tell people what I was doing. And hey, they might actually be like, you doing it has helped me start doing something. So that's sort of when it started, I guess. And but fast forward like 15 years and a marriage and I quit my job maybe five years, five or six years ago, six years ago. I've lost track. Anyway, I quit my job and opened a personal training studio. And I did that for a while because I need I was really unhappy in my marriage and I thought, oh, it's because I hate my job. So I'm going to quit my job <laughs> and I'm going to help other women get strong. And so I opened this, became a personal trainer, opened a personal training studio and then realized that like I was still unhappy. <laughs> so I thought, all right, I should probably write a book. That'll make me happy. So I wrote a book about running and lo and behold, it did make me happy <laughs> because it like, that's where the running piece of my business really started to take off. And the book was called running with curves mm-hmm. and it got downloaded like a hundred thousand times on Amazon. Wow. And I was like, wait, I might be onto something. And that, so the book's not out there anymore. I ended up having to reissue it under another title, which was a very long story that I'm not going to go into, but now it's out there as not your average runner. And, but yeah, like the fact that like all these women were like, where they would read the book and they would write to me and say, this changes everything for me. You gave me permission to run and I'm not skinny and I don't have to be skinny. And this is revolutionary. I thought, oh, I'm really onto something. And so I built the whole business off of that book. Wow, that's amazing. I relate to that so, was a very long story. <laughs> no, that I'm but I love hearing that. And I relate to so much of that early experience as a runner. I appreciate that story because it's there's I have a lot of similarities to my own journey in running. <laughs> so how has your body image shifted as your career has evolved or as and maybe as your running journey has evolved? Well, I guess my body image has shifted like I probably weigh about the same right now as I did I don't know, five years ago, 10 years ago, like my body weight has gone up and down here and there, but my body image is totally different than it was 10 years ago. So 10 years ago, I thought I have to be thin to be attractive. I have to be thin to be worthy. Being thin is, you know, what you're supposed to be. And and this is just programming that I had from, you know, from a really young age. But what I have found is the more authentic that I am about who I am as a person, what I stand for, the more emboldened I can get to see just how far I can push the envelope, the more I kind of fall in love with my body. And lately, I just don't care anymore what the rest of the world thinks I should look like, what they think a runner should look like. Like, I've just decided that what's sexy and strong and beautiful is just, I've just decided that I am all of those things, whether I'm a size six or 26 or anything else. And it's so funny because I did, I've done a couple photo shoots lately just for my website and so forth. And one of them was in Brooklyn. It was, I think it was probably a couple months ago. And I found myself like in the middle of Brooklyn on a very busy street with a lot of people around realizing that I needed to change shirts and we hadn't Ubered there. My photographer and I had not taken an Uber. We had just walked there and I'm like, crap, like there's no place for me to go change. So I literally just took my shirt off in the middle of Brooklyn (laughs) And I'm looking around like waiting for people to go, oh my God, and gasp. But I wasn't even trying to hide it. I'm like, screw it at this point. Like, right. Look, if you want to look right. Right. Nobody even noticed. Nobody even noticed. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like, wait a minute. In fact, one guy just walked right behind me, like just didn't even break stride. And so my photographer started taking pictures and we kind of turned it into a thing. And I was wearing like a running skirt and I had all this cellulite visible on my thighs and like I'm there in my, you know, running bra and like she's taking pictures and I'm like, what is happening? Where are the fat police? What? 
Why is nobody stopping me? Right. right. It's like all those years I worried, like I wouldn't show off my arms. I wouldn't wear a bikini. I felt like I had to wear baggy clothes. And like, now I'm like, screw that. I'm just going to do me. The fat police only live in your head. That's exactly it. I'm like, oh, I get it. There are no fat police. (laughs) This is amazing. So that I think so awesome. Yeah, that's like the body image piece for me is that just the more I realize there's no fat police, the more I realize that like nobody really cares what I'm doing, the more I just step further and further out of my comfort zone and really just uh, it's just super fun. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I've seen some of the pictures from that photo shoot and I love you know, one of the things, so I have talked about this a little bit on the show in previous episodes, but one of the things I've been really conscientious of in the last four to five years is I don't really follow fitness pages anymore. I follow a lot of body positivity pages. So I actually follow a lot more plus size people than fitness people. And what I notice in your photos and in other women's photos is how powerful confidence looks. And like, I see pictures of women who weigh 200, 300 pounds. And I'm like, oh my God, like I want to live a day in their life. Cause it looks like they're just having like the most amazing day ever in these pictures. And that's what is attractive to me. Like it's attractive to see someone who looks like they're living their best life. It doesn't really matter what size they are. And when I see yeah. someone showing off their six pack and spandex, I'm often thinking like, they're probably really hungry and cranky. <laughs> like they probably really yeah. want to eat a biscuit right now. <laughs> I almost so have true. like, I almost feel bad. Like, I'm really sorry. You're so hungry. <laughs> I know, But it's interesting. Like it's really shifted my perspective just in changing the images that I expose myself to. And also you said something a minute ago about um, being thin is what you're supposed to be. And I think that it's also true that being thin is what you're supposed to desire. And when you can get yourself out of that and find that you just desire confidence or you desire power or you desire success or you desire like all these other things and being thin is not something that you desire. That is radically freeing. And for anyone who struggled with body image, which is most women, and I would definitely count myself in there, that is so freeing. And it's like, it creates so much space in your head for so many other way better things. Mm-hmm. Yes. Curate space for way better things. <laughs> Because it's funny, there's a lot of the body positivity community has people in it that are just as much enforcers about body size, just at the opposite end of things. Like Mm. there's a lot of belief that if if you're overweight and you want to become thin, that you're somehow not being true to the body positivity or if you're you know, or or that if you're overweight and you're saying like, I'm okay with being overweight, then you're glorifying obesity and stuff. And I'm just like, let's just all stay in our own lane. (laughs) Just all like not judge anybody else's choice of body size or whatever. And just be like, if you're overweight and you want to become thin, go ahead and become thin. I would just ask that you do it in a way that's compassionate and kind and not like beating yourself up. If you're overweight and you want to stay overweight, then stay overweight. And again, do it in a way that's compassionate and kind. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and treat with respect. And like, then let's just stop all the other crap. <laughs> right. Totally. It's, yeah. It, it blows my mind. Like, so I think it's just human nature maybe to like judge other people. So I think that's to me what body positivity is all about is just staying in your own lane and not really worrying too much about like whether other people are doing what you think they should be doing and just worry about what you want to do. Right, right. Yeah. And I think also be aware of what speaks to you and feels good to you. And so like for me, 
it really didn't speak to me or feel good to me to follow a ton of fitness people who were promoting idealized body images because that just didn't feel good to me. And it wasn't inspirational to me. It wasn't like, Ooh, this is going to make me work harder at the gym. It just kind of like got me stuck in the comparison trap and got me kind of annoyed. And then it got me, as I realized that I was like in the comparison trap, then I was angry about it and (laughs) disgruntled. And so for me, like following people who just exude confidence and beauty, regardless of size, ability, shape, all those kinds of things, like that gets me super, super inspired. And that lights me up. And it like really helps my brain and body fire on all cylinders. And like you said, for me to be kind and compassionate to myself and to other people. And I I love that. I think that we often lose sight of that if we're only following, you know, the whatever the Kardashians are idealizing as body image types today. <laughs> now that said, I do follow all the Kardashians on Instagram. <laughs> They're fascinating. They're fascinating. I do not follow them because I want their bodies. I'm fascinated by all of them as businesswomen. Like I can't not watch. Yeah, but... I, I completely agree. I'm fascinated by all of them as well. Although I do say I want Kim Kardashian's hair. Like, good Lord. <laughs> I know it's probably not real, but it's still really pretty. It is really pretty. <laughs> It is really pretty. Yeah, I actually like not to get too tangential. And I pointed this out a few months ago, Kourtney Kardashian mentioned something about her weight on Instagram and like gave exactly how much she weighed. And Kim Kardashian, I believe either yesterday or today, mentioned that she weighs 119 pounds. And that is very triggering to me because when someone of that level of influence puts their weight on social media, you have millions of young women who will now think that that is the standard by which they need to compare themselves. And I think that is very, very dangerous. So I think that with the platform that one has on social media comes huge responsibility to use that in a way that is really safe for other women. And I, I think that putting your weight out there can be pretty dangerous. Yeah. Well, especially if you're a role model, that is like people look at you as a standard of beauty and then you're like, a standard of beauty is 117 pounds and people are like, okay, well then if I'm five foot seven, that's what I need to weigh. Right. And then next thing you know, we've got problems. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. What have you seen shift for women as they've found their power in running, regardless of their size or their speed or their ability? I think part of it is because it feels like freedom. Like you don't need anything but maybe a good running bra (laughs) and a good (laughs) pair of shoes. Like I would say if you're plus size, you're probably going to need a good running bra because I know I do. But really that's what you need. Like you, you can do it anywhere. You can walk out the front door and get in an amazing workout and just feel really good. And And I also think it's powerful because once someone realizes that running doesn't have to look a certain way for them, it's again, it's freedom to like choose their own path, to choose the story that they want to tell. And running helps them tell a new story about themselves. Absolutely. I love that you bring story into it because I think that that's so true. And I think one of the things that has been most liberating for me with running throughout since I've been running for like 20 some years now, I think that running has allowed me to rewrite every story in my life in my head that like anytime I need to work through something, anytime I'm having like any sort of emotional conflict about anything, if I can get myself out running, it's like I get to rewrite the ending of the story instead of feeling stuck in something that where I feel like I don't have power or I don't have freedom. Like I literally can run for three miles and be like, okay, just solve that problem. Like it's Mm -hmm. amazing to me, the places that your brain will go. And in periods of my life when I'm not running for various reasons, if I have a knee issue or whatever, or I 
there's all sorts of reasons I've had to take breaks from running. And I've struggled to find that space where my mind can take me to that, like almost immediate ability to start rewriting the endings of stories and realize like, oh, wait, I can put this here in my head and this here in my head. And now I've solved all the problems. (laughs) Yeah. And that's exactly true though. Like sometimes I'll go out for a run and I'll just be like, okay, this is like, I just tell my brain, okay, this is what you're going to work on. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just give it a job right, <laughs> and then it right. like, gets busy and does its thing. And, and yeah, and running kind of con- creates that container because you know, your phone's in your pocket. You can't run and look at your phone because mm-hmm. you'll trip and fall. So like <laughs> right. that piece is taken away. And if you run without music, then like literally it's just you and your brain. Right. And, and you actually can get a lot accomplished mentally in that space. It's like just a nice little bubble. It's like a hamster ball. Do you run with music? You know, I used to run with music a lot just because it just felt good. It was like the thing I looked forward to is like, that's when I listen to music is when I go running. But then, then I started listening to podcasts. And so I do run with podcasts most of the time, but then probably once a week, once every other week, I'll just leave the headphones behind and I'll just go out and run just with myself as my running buddy. And that feels good too. So like now it's interesting because music feels like junk food now when I'm running. Oh, interesting. Right. And it's it's like, you know, when you, like if you're eating like really, really healthy for like weeks and weeks on end and you're just like really cognizant of everything you eat and then you go and you have like a piece of cake or something that you used to love and you're like, oh my God, it's a little bit too sweet. It doesn't taste good. It's like, doesn't feel as good as I remember. Like, that's what it feels like to me now to run with music is like, it doesn't interesting. Yeah. Like now I feel like I need to be having a conversation. So it's either I'm listening to a podcast. So it's a one way conversation or sometimes it's two way because I talk back (laughs) or I'm having a conversation with myself in my head and music. Yeah. Music feels it feels like candy now. It doesn't feel like substance, which is fascinating because five years ago, I would have told you that I don't ever run without music. I couldn't run with podcasts or books because I found them distracting. And now it's shifted. It's interesting to me. That is so interesting because I'm very much in the music camp. Like I can't, first of all, I can't have nothing. Like if I'm just listening to myself breathe, I just feel like I'm dying the entire time. And then if I listen to podcasts, it's too slow paced for me and I get really antsy and bored. Um, Even if the content is interesting, I still like, it just feels, the running feels much harder. So I need music and it can really be like it doesn't even have to be fast. I mean, I like fast music, but it can also be slow music. I mean, I could probably listen to like symphony music and be just as easily engaged, but I have to have music on. And I know people who like, I have a good friend who never runs with music and she loves to like hear the gravel crunch under her feet. And I'm like, Oh my God, the gravel makes me insane. (laughs) (laughs) So it's funny how people have like very specific uh, needs around that. But what's, I also often don't even hear the music. So like that's what lets my mind go is I'm not listening to my breathing. The music is distracting me from the breathing and then my mind can just go. And I, like I said, I solve all the problems of the world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whatever it is to create that container. Right. Right. So that your mind can just go and do its thing, I think is that's what's important. And so, yeah, for some people, so if the, if your breathing is distracting your brain, then yeah, music sounds like an amazing idea. I mean, it's it's almost like putting yourself in an isolation changer, chamber and however you do that, whether it's with music or whether it's with earplugs or whether it's, you know, with turning off the music, that's the the end result of being able to like connect with yourself is the important thing. Right. 
Right. So how can women start to overcome their self-doubt when it comes to their bodies and their abilities, especially for women who are listening, who consider themselves like I'm plus size. Like, I don't know if I'm ready to give myself permission to get out there and try. What if I look silly, can't do it. It's too hard. I end up crying, etc. This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. EarnIn is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the EarnIn app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earnin today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. Well, the first thing is, well, I hear that a lot. I'm going to look silly. People are going to laugh at me. People are going to think things about me, right? I'm like, oh, these like imaginary people are going to think thoughts to themselves that you're never going to hear, (laughs) but I'm going to keep that. I'm going to make sure that the reason that I don't run. So I would say, first of all, nobody's paying attention to you. Nobody cares. Yeah, I took my shirt off in the middle of Brooklyn. Nobody cared. <laughs> Did a whole photo shoot. Nobody cared. Right. <laughs> nobody is looking at you. Nobody knows how fast you're running. Nobody like honest to God, nobody cares. So that's like saying that, you know, you're worried about how you're going to look when you're running is basically it's just a little, you know, kind of a story that we make up for ourselves. So I'm just going to take that away. Like nobody cares what you look like. Nobody's thinking about you. Nobody's paying attention. And then the next piece is like, stop worrying about how other people are doing it. Just stay in your own lane because everybody has to start somewhere. Everybody starts someplace different. Your fast pace is somebody else's slow pace and your slow pace is somebody else's fast pace, right? So it's like all a continuum. So like, I just say like, just go out there, just run for 30 seconds and then walk for a minute and then run for 30 seconds and then walk for a minute. Just do that right? See how that feels. See if you're like, wow, I really hate running. This is not the thing for me. Or, 
hey, this feels kind of good, but don't spend time worrying about whether you're doing it right or whether you're doing it wrong. Spend time about whether you're enjoying it (laughs) and how it feels to you and not how you look to other people or what anybody else is going to say. Because people are going to have opinions. We can't stop them from having opinions. Mm -hmm. So let's just not worry about it. (laughs) Right. And also I think consider what would you think if you saw someone running, like if I see some, a plus size person running around Green Lake, which is kind of one of the most popular running paths oh, I've near my run house. Around, I've run around Green Lake. That's and great. You're in Seattle, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. gosh. It's gorgeous. That's so, where my ex lives. If you see oh. him there, say hi to me. <laughs> <laughs> Will Tell do. Him I wish him the best. <laughs> Will do. I'll show him your pictures from your Brooklyn photo shoot. <laughs> oh my gosh. He'll be like, who is this woman? Who would recognize me? So fun. Anyway. So when I run around Green Lake, if I see someone or if I'm driving in that area and I see someone running who's plus size running, like my instinct, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Good for them. Like I literally want to like scream out the window, like you're amazing. Like I'm so excited that someone would like be out there doing their thing and not be like, again, it's this whole like giving yourself permission kind of a thing. So I think if you think about like, what would you think anyone who's worried about what other people might think, think, well, what would I think if I saw someone who looked like me out there running? And I would think like that's awesome. They are not letting themselves be limited by self-limiting beliefs. And then the people that might have the snarky comments or whatever, those aren't your people anyways. So why do you care what they think? Like, exactly. it doesn't matter because they're not your people. And so it doesn't like, it, it's, it's so not impactful. And also what people think of you is none of your business. And so, and what people mm-hmm. think of you is all about their own insecurities. And so if someone is watching you run and they're like, wow, she really shouldn't be doing that. She really should lose 50 pounds before she does that they're probably also thinking that they would need to lose 50 pounds before trying it. Exactly. And I think that that's what you have to remind yourself. Yeah, no, you totally hit the nail on the head. Like, and other people's opinions are none of your business. (laughs) Yeah. Which is a hard thing to wrap your head around because we want to think it's our business, but it's really not. Yeah, it really isn't. (laughs) It's so much easier when it's not too. It's like, oh, she thinks that she's just confused. That's what (laughs) I always like to say when somebody's like, you have no business being a runner. I'm like, oh, you're just confused. You just don't understand. Right. Right. You don't actually know what running is. That's cute. (laughs) No, exactly. Exactly. I just say that. It's so much more fun than arguing. (laughs) Right. Right. So tell us what is a rebel runner and what is the rebel runner formula? Ah. I get teary just thinking about the rebel runner formula. And so a rebel runner, here's what a rebel runner is. A rebel runner is a badass, a total badass who loves her body unconditionally and believes that she is capable of some pretty epic stuff. And so that's what a rebel runner is. And the rebel runner formula is basically this framework that I've put together after studying like dozens and dozens of plus size runners and that are successful And kind of really trying to figure out like, what are they doing that makes them successful? What are they doing that keeps them motivated, that keeps them running, that, you know, gets them doing all these distances while still being plus size and while still being sort of not the average runner. So I put that all together in a framework that I believe, you know, if you kind of work on all these things and and I teach the aspects of the framework in the new program that I'm offering, the Rebel Runner Unleashed program, where we're, you know, we're doing like a year of coaching and, I teach that framework in that group because I kind of believe that every runner has a rebel runner inside her. And really what a rebel runner is, is somebody who's decided that she really doesn't care what anybody else thinks. (laughs) And she's just going to run in a way that feels good to her. And so the formula is just the framework that I've put together to help people bring that rebel runner out of themselves. Perfect. I love it to like find that rebel runner that's hidden within you that already lives there that, (laughs) that you maybe just haven't met yet. 
Exactly. Exactly. And I, people identify with being a rebel. Like it just, there's something about saying that you're kind of rebellious that feels, yeah, it feels a little good. It's like, yes, mm, totally, yeah, totally. So, um, yeah, so that's, it's really like tapping into, I think a lot of people's secret desire to be a runner and helping them like break through all of those limiting beliefs that are keeping them down. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So I have a couple of questions that I um, got from people on our, in our Facebook group over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. So if you're not in the Facebook group, you can go over there and learn more about Jill because I put up a little post about her there uh, mm. and have all sorts of shameless conversations with us. But um, I want to go through some of these questions because I think you'll have lots of great answers. So how can someone pick their best first race? And is there a best first distance for a race? Best first distance is going to be 5k for okay. any brand new runner. Okay. And which is I would 3.1 miles for people who don't know kilometers, <laughs> which is yes, exactly. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's that's kind okay. of funny because in the U S we do everything in miles and yet all of our race distances are in kilometers. Right. So <laughs> it makes no sense. Right. So I would say 5k is a great distance to start with. And then to pick your first race, like I actually suggest people think they should pick a small local race. I say pick a larger race that has maybe maybe 500 or more people mm -hmm. in it because there's more likely to be people of all abilities and paces. Good point. That's a yeah. great point. Yeah. And also the energy. So I've done this more in the context of half marathons, but I've done half marathons where it's like thousands of people and the whole way you're just like, oh my God, like people are carrying me. And then I've done half marathons where there's, it's such a small race. You don't even see people in front of you or behind you. And you're like... I basically just want to like duck out of the race and like go eat lunch at that restaurant over there. So exactly. I think nobody would know <laughs> having a lot of people around you gives you a ton of energy and motivation. So I really like, I like that point. Okay. Sports bras. What are your recommendations on best bras for plus size women? And I can actually contribute to this because I have had breast reduction surgery, but oh my God, like getting the girls under control was like my biggest <laughs> conundrum in running. So I'll let you go first though. Well, so if you're a C cup or higher, I highly recommend the Enel bra because it's basically, it's sort of a structural wonder. I don't, I don't know how they do it, but it feels like you no longer have boobs. And so I'm an H cup which is, they're big. They are prodigious, my boobies. And, um, <laughs> and, and when I go running, like, I feel like I, they're like, there's no movement whatsoever. It just feels like I don't have anything up there. So I would highly recommend the Enel, E-N-E-L-L. -L. And here's the best part. The owner of the company is a woman who basically created this bra about 20 years ago because she was, you know, pretty athletic. She had really big breasts and there was no bra out there for her. So she created one. <laughs> I and Oprah it. wears it and yes. Ashley Graham wears it. I've heard, and so that's so, the one with the hooks down the front, right? Yeah. It's I've heard so many front. great things about it. I actually have a yeah. number of friends who switched to that after having babies because their boobs grew and they were just like, I need to like nail this down if I'm going to go running. And even I've, plus size or not plus size, I've heard everyone who's used that bra absolutely loves it. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not necessarily just for plus size. It's for a C cup or larger. So if you like, you could be... I think they fit all the way down to like a 32C all the way up to about a 46H. So yeah, it's amazing bra. That's the one I recommend. And then the other bra that I recommend if you're maybe a smaller cup or you want just a different style is the She Fit bra, which is, it's also a front close, but it's a zipper instead of hooks. Okay. And then it, it can also be a crisscross style in the back. So oh, it's nice. like really, it's really adjustable. Nice. 
Okay. And let's see, we have time for one more question, I think. Someone asked about shoes. Do you, and I'm trying to find the actual question. Do, are there special shoes or shoes that you recommend that like maybe are more supportive if you're plus size or is that a significant consideration? I would say like everyone is going to be completely different. So the best thing you can do, whether you're plus size or whatever size you are, is to go to a running store, tell them what your running style is, have them measure your feet, have them put you on a treadmill, have them watch you run and they will prescribe the shoes for you that are the best shoes. I mean, plus size people tend to do better with a little bit more cushioning, but that's not a rule. That's just sort of a guideline. So I would say always just go to a running store and get properly fitted and make sure you go to a running store that has a really good return policy or exchange policy, because if you, you should be able to go out and run in those shoes for a few weeks. And if they don't work, you know, if you end up with shin splints or knee pain, you should be able to bring them back and get a different pair. Absolutely. If you're in Seattle, go to super jock and gel because they have that great policy. Okay. Final question. In what ways are you a shameless runner? <laughs> I love that. I mean, you've already given I'm, us a million ways, but I know I've become such a shameless human. That's it just blows my mind. I'm totally different than I was a year ago, two years ago, 10 years ago. But anyway, um, the reason I'm a shameless runner is I guess I run for me, right? I do it my own way. I don't concern myself with what other people think pace like pace is not something I worry about. So many people are always like, Oh, I've got to get faster. I've got to do this. Like, I literally don't care how fast I run. And it's like, it's so freeing. I'm just not interested. I'm just not interested. I'm not striving to get faster. What I'm interested in is running, like making each run something that I enjoy, something that feels good to me in whatever way that is. It might just be like, hey, I need to run today because I got to burn off some steam. Like it doesn't mean that running always feels good or easy, but I always want to enjoy it in some way, shape or form. And I'm sort of shameless about that. Like I really like if people say, oh, like I want to go running with you. I'm like, well, this is how I run. You can join me or not. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I love it. I'm not a rebel runner. Yeah, I don't change what I do to make other people happy. Perfect. I love it. Oh, this has been so fun, Jill. And I feel like we could go on and on, but I know that we both have other things scheduled. So I'm going to let you go, but I so appreciate you being here and I want people to find you and connect with you. So where can people find you? They can find me on Instagram at not your average runner. They can find me on Facebook. Not your average runner is the Facebook page. You can find my podcast on pretty much any podcatcher that's out there, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, whatever, wherever you get your podcast, it's the Not Your Average Runner podcast. And you can go to my website, notyouraveragerunner.com. <laughs> There's a theme. There's a theme. So I will have all of that linked up in the show notes. I will also put links to the two bras that you mentioned in the show notes. And, oh, and oh, yeah. if people want free shipping on Enel bras, Ooh. you can use my code JillShip at checkout. You oh. can get free shipping. Is that all one word? Mm-hmm. JillShip. Okay. Got it. Okay. Yay. This has been so helpful, Jill. I so appreciate you being here and come back anytime. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This is like, I always love talking to you. So, so fun. (laughs) It's been a great way to spend the day. (laughs) Thank you so much for spending time with me today in the Shameless Mom Academy. I really, really appreciate you being here. If this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you get all episodes as soon as they're released and you never miss an episode. You can do that by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will drop you into Apple podcasts where you can click on the little subscribe button. While you're there, please also rate and review the show. Let me know what you loved. Let me know in what ways you are a shameless mom. And remember, 
Shameless Mom of the Week nominations come from our reviews. So if you want to be nominated, you got to leave a review. So make sure you leave a review over at shamelessmom.com forward slash review. And lastly, share this episode with other shameless moms in your lives. The way the show grows and the way we build our community is by you all spreading the word. So take a screenshot of this episode, share it on social media, tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Instagram or Facebook. I will make sure I reply as quickly as I possibly can, sending you lots of loves and shout outs. And I can't wait to connect with you there. Until next time, have a great day. And remember, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Ko, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.